This week's episode is brought to you by Rock, Paper, Scissors. You know, we're rock, beats scissors, beats paper, beats rock, beats scissors, beats paper, beats rock. Three hours later. Or like when Excel beats protect, beats force, beats Excel, beats protect. Ten hours later. Where rock, beats scissors, beats paper, beats lizard, beats Spock. The only podcast that is both the cure for and cause of stomach ulcers. I'm Atlas. I'm Matt. I'm barely paying attention. Of course he is. Uh, <laughs> this was your idea, this episode. I know, right? Okay, good good job. You're like the guy who's like, I know what our group project's going to be on. And then they're like, are you going to help? Nah, never. Why would anyone help? I don't know. Not, you might have to actually do work that way. Yeah, but, I know. But like, we have a podcast where we're supposed to be like competent hosts or something. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> That's a funny joke. You're yeah. a great comedian. Oh yeah, gotta. Oh wait, no, th- this is a week in advance. So, I had a show last week in San Diego at the Madhouse Comedy Club. If anybody saw me there, I hope you enjoyed yourself. Now, uh, <laughs> All right, so today today we're talking more about the rock-paper-scissors dynamic that is supposed to be happening with uh, the imaginary gifts. Now, in Vanguard, we, what was it, like 14 clans have been released in Japan. Yep. And how many of each thing are currently available to play? What do you mean, what do you mean currently available to play? Well, how okay. many clan of each gift is available at the moment? Exactly. Oh! Yeah. Uh, that's actually a great question. Was there like four Excel plans? Uh, so you have Murakumo, yes. Pale Moon, Tachikaze, Nova Grappler, Aqua Force. Mm-hmm. So that's five. Uh, Force, you have uh, Royal Paladin, Royal Shadows, Shadows, Shadows Co- Spikes, and DP. Yeah, so that's five. And then Protect, you have Grand Blue, Dark Irregular, Oracle Think Tank. Mega Colony? Did you say that? Yeah. I didn't say Mega Colony, so that's four. So you have five, five, and four. So that's a fairly balanced uh, assortment of gift types, especially considering that there's, uh, I believe, total going to be, um, I think it's like, oh yeah, no, it's it's ten Force, eight Excel, uh, six Protect. Mm-hmm. Once everything's said and done. So I think this is probably a, a good crossroads to kind of check in and see what the deal is, because at the start of the game, Excel has been mostly underpowered, despite being in a vacuum the best gift, and Protect is overpowered, despite being the worst gift, on paper, in a vacuum. I cannot stress that enough times, because I guarantee you there's going to be people that being like, yeah, but OTT is the best plan, why isn't Protect the best gift? Oh, just, okay. <laughs> <clears throat> so, yeah, that, so that's a good description of the initial reaction we had on the gifts. Is we basically were like, hey, yeah. So the like we immediately said that Excel was gonna or Excel seemed very powerful out of the gate, and it would be interesting to see how they develop that mechanic. And we, but we did express concern about them overcorrecting that, right? Yeah. And we just mm-hmm. kind of hoped it wouldn't happen, but it did anyway. And yeah. then protect, we were like, well, we don't really know how to navigate, you know, talking about protect until we see finishers, and mm-hmm. then even those were kind of hard to navigate, like. On release, like you're like, well, just how good is this? Sometimes you know you need game context to tell, and like, Promise Daughter did, like, or Imperial Daughter did do a lot. Like, we knew the card was like pretty good, right? Like they sh- sh- showed it. Everyone was like, Jesus fucking Christ! It has so many. It has so many words. <laughs> and it turns out it plays well, which is yeah. cool. And you know, Amatross also looked good. Like you know, s- some things. And then the deer. And then Force. We were like, well, Force just seems good. Yeah. Well. They said that Force was going to be good offensively and defensively, and we didn't know what the second part meant until they started revealing cards. And then th- that was that, like, because Force has higher base power, it makes things easier to guard. Um, right. So the rock-paper-scissors dynamic that Bouchard was going for was that Excel beats Protect because the multi-attacking nature of having multiple front-row rearguard circles and also things like Nova Grappler, Aqua Force, mm-hmm. etc., would overwhelm Protect's, uh, you know, Protect gifts, which cause you to use two cards to guard with. Force would beat uh, Excel because having a higher base stat total makes the multi-attacks easier to guard with individual cards, and Protect would beat Force as the limited attacks of the Force gifts 
uh, would make it so that the perfect guards didn't care how big your rear guard or vanguard circle was. Right. And is this true, you think? Like, uh, so the- no. Straight up, straight up no. So, I, kind of, but not in in theory it does, but not in practice is what I would say. So, technically, if Bushiroad designed cards in a way that each clan got equivalent quality cards, then it would probably work out that way. However, mm-hmm. that is not the case. You look at clans like, like Aquaforce has like a se- like several cards which I think are outstanding. Mm-hmm. And then a bunch of cards which are medium, and a bunch of cards which are bad. Like, I think Aquaforce has two cards which I would consider, like, just outstanding. What are those? Algos and, uh, fucking... What's his name? Title Assault? Yeah. No. Title no, Assault doesn't no, do not that title. good. No, not Title. The other one. Name the other one. The other one. Uh, Can you describe what it does? Since, I guess... Maybe I'm just thinking of Algos. Maybe it's just the second Algos. <laughs> I was thinking of Algos twice. That was it. <laughs> I was thinking of Algos twice. It was, definitely wasn't Tidal. Like, Tidal's like medium, right? Yeah. But like, Algos is like the really only card that Aqua Force has that's like threatening. Mm-hmm. In um, any way, shape, or form. Is it Riptide? VR, Are you thinking of Riptide? Kind of uh, Riptide is a pretty good card for being a meme. Yeah, I mean, that card is just, that card exists. Yeah. Okay. But, yeah. but like, I think, I think Riptide is good. I just don't think it's like outstanding, I guess. We but the problem, okay. The problem is there's nothing to like abuse these other than like what they do, right? Like right. Naval Gazer is fine. Maelstrom is bad. Although I think that can change with that promo they revealed. Um, yeah. Makes it better. But I think people are starting to switch to consensus that like Maelstrom is pro- arguably better than Naval Gazer because Naval Gazer just kind of does perfect riser. And we've already seen that perfect riser doesn't work. Well, but it's half a perfect riser, so it's easy to actually. It's easier to actually do. Mm-hmm. I feel like this is a relative, which is relative. Yeah, but uh, so, I, I mean, I think Maelstrom, even when switching, is still not great. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so it's, it's like Maelstrom, like Maelstrom's just expensive, really. Yeah, and like he makes you have to play the deck differently. Yeah, so I think because of the poor card quality of Aquaforce say, mm-hmm. then I think it kind of make like or you know or even Nova Grappler or any of these things. It it makes this triangle it's makes this rock, paper, scissors game not work. And yeah. if you look at the card quality of OTT, like so much of that deck is just kind of insane. Like you have this clan whose gimmick is drawing cards and or messing with the top of the deck in a format where hitting triggers is really important. And then also, um, well, it's just greater than the sum of its parts. Like, if you hit any one thing on OTT, I don't think it would cripple the deck outright. There's no one problem card, in my opinion. Yeah, I say. Yeah, like, like there's just so much bullshit in that deck. So, like, the, the deck, the deck, the reason OTT, I think, is just still the best even now, is just you just it just has too many good cards where other clans just don't have that kind of support. And I know that every clan has one set, right? But that means like if one clan has six good cards and one clan has seven, that's a big difference. Yeah, I mean this can change with the uh, the Magus stuff that comes you know in twenty nineteen. I mean OTT can't get worse. Yeah. Yeah. It's just that they can everything just else stay can where they better. are. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, so the things that are supposed to oppose OTT uh, is Excel, and then you like yes, Nova Grappler and Aquaforce ha- are in theory good matchups against it, but the problem is that with Excel decks, it's hard to gain the resources oh. needed to fill the Excel circles you're making, mm-hmm. um, which Bushiro kind you of intended. You also the fuck of your opponent. Yeah, yeah. Like you actually high roll your opponent every game. I think the lack of ride consistency really uh, hurts just standard format in general. Yeah. Which is kind of another thing that makes OTT is really, really strong. Is that because yeah, you're strong, yeah you're seeing more cards? Mm-hmm. Or two decent rides, I guess. Well, one one really good ride, I guess, first. 
Yeah. And then like every other ride from then on is just great. <laughs> well, let's mm-hmm. com- let's compare this to other decks where they're you know like you want to ride one grade three and then the other. If you ride waterfall first, it's not going to do anything for you. Yeah. Um, if you ride uh, Stole Dragon first, okay, that doesn't do much for you either, and you're probably going to die, I'll be honest. Uh, if you ride Death mm-hmm. Rex first, you're going to die. Uh, mm-hmm. it, if you ride Great Tyusha first, you're going to die. But riding, pr- riding Imperial Daughter first is not any sort of a death sentence. And You can actually just Soul Charge Grade 3, can't you? Like, mm-hmm. you just be like, oh, whoops. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> you're just like sucks, bro. Well, that's that. That's more in the case of uh, Cardro because a daughter has to ride ride over the grade three, not just the, oh, the, right, demon, right, right. the deer. The deer can soul blast threes, but oh yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. my bad. Um, that'd be pretty wacky, though. <laughs> All right, soul blast a grade three that I just put in there because fuck it. The, the and, deer, the deer is like real stupid. I mean, the deer again in in a vacuum isn't overly broken. Um, well, it's slow, right? Yeah, it's very slow. Yeah. And that's if only there's a way to drag out the game. Oh, you mean like a perfect guard that you get every time you ride? Oh, wait. Mm-hmm. I think another thing is that with Protect in general, uh, you ha- like, you... If, if you watched our episode on, like, resources from, God, I don't know how long ago, uh, you might remember that we were talking about the concept of the Ride Minus, which is that in order mm-hmm. to ride to the next grade, you, you lose the card in your hand. Um... Whereas, because the drive check is a god-given right, uh, you don't gain those resources back by themselves until you start twin driving for a couple turns. Because of the protect gift, and the fact that you get a card in your hand, which is a tangible card that you can use as a perfect guard, or as the cost for a discard or something, that is inherently very strong at negating your ride minus, versus something like a force gift or an excel circle, which you then have to fill to get the benefits from. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, which also means that we might have been wrong in saying that protect was the worst gift in a vacuum. Maybe. Well, again, it, it protect is the worst gift if there's no, like, context. Yeah. Like, the fact that we, you know, OTT has kind of these inevitable uh, like, if the game goes long enough, OTT is like highly likely to win, right? Is a big deal. Yeah, I mean that's supposed to be the case with any protect gift. The longer you go, the uh, you know, the more... right. But my point yeah. was we didn't have that context originally. Yes, you're right. But we can't just say like protect isn't the worst gift because we know things that we don't actually know. Like... I mean, well, I'm just saying that like I think the initial uh, you know criticism we had of protect gifts that being not an outright. Uh, not being outright pressure against the opponent might need to be recontextualized. Right. And, mm-hmm. and I mean, we, we were careful to say, like, we kind of don't know how to evaluate this at the time. Do we know how to evaluate when, it now? <laughs> no, no. Like, when, when the gifts were first shown, we said, hey, we don't know how to evaluate this. But we do now. Because we see that Bushiroad is willing to give finishers to most protect claims. Yeah. And, I'm kind of ignoring Mega Colony here. <laughs> I mean, your finisher is put, what Spark Hercules. The I mean, Spark line? Hercules is like is like actually like Spark Hercules is like pretty fine actually. Yeah. The problem is like it's not a finisher you can do like every fucking turn like you can with OTT. Yeah. Or, or the, same, like, the same thing with Imperial the... Dog your Vanguard. Yeah. And your opponent's like, well, I think part of it is also the um, or like Antlion. Antline is mm-hmm. the thing that is like just compared to the deer. The thing with the deer is that the finishing aspect you get from it is not coming from the card itself, but the things that the card influences. So in the case of Antline, it's you soul blaster grade three, drop two cards, it gets ten k in a crit, and the opponent can't draw sentinels. So you are losing the two cards and the soul blasting the grade three. That I assume that's going to be attached to every quote unquote finisher. Um, but because that only applies to the antlion itself, that's pressure from one card. Compared to the deer, which the, you know, you soul blast two grade threes, drop a card, check top seven, get two critical triggers, you know, put the rest on the bottom, and then put the critical triggers on top. That means that the pressure, oh, and give your field 10k, by the way, because fuck it. You now have pressure coming from all three of 
your circles. The vanguard being able to put the crits wherever it wants to based on the opponent guarding. The rear guards having crits based on the opponent guarding. Uh, mm-hmm. And also the fact that every column gets 20k, because fuck it. You know, like, Violence Flanger, yeah, okay, I can shut off guarding, but that's, what, 17k? And that's if I happen to have a zero one and a 2 in a hand. It, it's, it, it takes so little resource, or it's got such a low cost to activate in terms of things happening. And sure, you might not hit the crits in the top 7, but I feel like the downside from that doesn't outweigh the upside compared to things like Antlion or Flanger, which you cannot keep up. Aside from the mm-hmm. turn, um, yeah, I, I, I definitely want to see how they keep doing future protect stuff. But like, I feel, how do I like? I feel like Excel clans still lack something. So I guess should we talk about the one the one Excel clan which is performing? Yeah, let's do that. <clears throat> So there is one Excel clan now that is performing well, which is Murakumo. You must be so happy. I am very confused. This <laughs> took so Murakumo long cards, to happen. Murakumo cards are, like, pretty weird. But uh, Musashi's pretty fucking good, as it turns out. Yeah. So Musashi being the, if you have, what what is it? It gets 5k More- yeah, you drop two cards. So that's the battle door skill where you have to drop two cards mm-hmm. to guard it. And it's and what's the activation for that? Does it just I have think... like more regards to your opponent? I believe so. Yes. Okay, that seems like a very easy thing to do. Depending. Yeah, it's. I mean, in, in your in your Excel clan, right? So like, <laughs> like you have more regard circles. It's like impossible <laughs> to like have more than you most of the time. Like, mm-hmm. it's going to be, like, what, one in a thousand games where your opponent has more rear than you, probably? And Murakumo has a natural way to, like... Or has a way to, like, actually add rear to circles randomly. Yeah. Which is rare for Excel clans, which I think is actually the biggest problem with Excel clans. What? Is that most of them don't, don't have ways to put units on board, other mm-hmm. than calling from hand. Yeah. Like, like Nova even Poplar, Pale Moon can't do that, and that's kind of like been my problem with Pale Moon, is like alright, I'm soul charging a whole bunch how do I build a board again? Alright, I still have to call for my hand mm-hmm. Oh, you do? That sucks. I haven't really paid attention since I sold the deck, so um. we're, So we're just in this weird place where like they finally gave a Protect Clan a way to call stuff that wasn't like You mean an Excel Clan a way to call stuff? Yeah. Or sorry, an Excel clan that can call that can call stuff from deck, and that Excel clan ends up performing well. Mm-hmm. And you're like, well, is this surprising? Probably not. Well, so we have to keep in mind Zanbaku and the ability to shut down the grade threes. Right. So then, uh, turn, so Zanbaku skill, which we are, which when it was first shown, everyone was already like, well, this is like actually like pretty decent if you can get it going. And it's not even just like so the stun skill, but also the uh, not being able to ride. Mm-hmm. Not making if OTT, let's say they ride like Imperial Daughter first ride because they because their hand sucks or Deer first ride or something bad, right? Locking them on that Deer is like a pretty big game. Yeah. Well, you shut Basically, off the Protect Gift. You shut off if they ride Amaterasu next. You shut off a draw. If you if they ride Imperial Daughter next, you shut them off of a Soul Charge and or stack and a card in hand. Well, them riding Amaterasu is probably the worst case scenario. Yeah, because that gives them stuff to do. Yeah. Yeah. I think, but the other grade threes just don't do anything mm-hmm. without having another grade three under it. Yeah. So locking them off, locking locking them off rewriting is a really big deal. And you know, if you're playing against Kagro and they have to ride Waterfall first, locking them off future Waterfalls is also a big deal. I mean, yeah. they could still screw you somehow, but it's like you know, still relevant. Like you're making grade threes in their hand actually useless. Mm-hmm. Where in, in the protect clans, especially grade threes, can just be another perfect guard. And now you're saying, just kidding, they're actually nothing. Yeah. And then, well, because like, also the, that's an attack they're not getting as well, and then mm-hmm. that's less pressure on you. Also, being able the the thing that creates the no rewrite skill is also something that gets you a card from deck. Mm-hmm. To yep. call. So 
You are killing two birds with one stone. Which You're is- simultaneously plussing to board and stopping your opponent from doing bullshit. Yeah. And it's if, like if you happen to have I mean, the uh, two arresters on board, then that also means that you can like. Oh yeah, you can just. Like, I think at that point you're like pretty likely to win the game if that mm-hmm. happens to your opponent. Like, I, I don't, I, I don't know how many. I, I, I'm interested to know if how many games people like what people's win percentages after that happens in the game is. I assume it's very high. Yeah, I assume that's just so hard for your opponent to come back from. Because that's like essentially like. A plus four or something ridiculous. Uh, okay, so let's say you you get the card that's uh, you, you get your arrester that's plus one. You mm-hmm. lose, you lose the card in hand with the arrester to shut them off from standing. Um, right. So then your so your opponent loses two drive checks, but you also no longer have to guard your opponent's vanguard. Yeah. So like, because I assume if you're using this, you're at like some fairly high damage. Well, yeah, because they had to give you three counterblasts to let it happen. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, uh, I really hope to the people out there who play Murakuma, don't let your opponent get three damage at a time, or face-up damage at a time. <laughs> Man, that's the best, when people just, like, give you, like, just enough damage to do what you want to do, but where you're, like, still safe. Yeah. Oh, no. That's always nice. They're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you three damage, and you're like, um... Sure. <laughs> well, as, like, okay. Especially, especially if you have, like, a fairly important rear guard that you don't want to protect, but you need there. And they're like, I'm going to attack your man. Uh, okay, yeah, sure. Leave my crayon tiger alone. All right, thanks. Yeah, thanks, buddy. I mean... Now I'm going to take all these damage you gave me and I'm going to use it to destroy you. <laughs> well, people constantly just either attack too many rear guards or attack not enough rear guards. It's just mm-hmm. one of those dynamics. Speaking of which, uh, attacking rear guards, it seems that that is supposed to be the uh, solution against Excel clans, mostly... Aquaforce and Nova Grappler. How good is it against Murakumo? Do you know? Unclear. I don't actually. I, I, I feel like you'd have to get for Zanbaku. I feel like you'd have to be able to get rid of both arresters at once. Mm. So you'd probably have to be able to retire one while attacking the other. <laughs> Touch cousin. <laughs> um. Yeah. So I think we should also, in in order to back up what we're saying, because for all you know, we could be three crazy people in their in their bedrooms talking into microphones. Yeah. What? I am exactly that, actually. Me too. Yeah, I'm wearing pajama bottoms, man. Um, mm-hmm. So why don't we take a look at like some tournament results? Because uh, not only do we have the top four of a good amount of tournaments, we also have the clan distribution of the entire tournament, which means we got the full fucking sample size. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, like, the first thing I wanted to look at was uh, the... First Vanguard Ocolabs uh, CS, which was a standard tournament. There were 33 players, and the top four was in first place OTT, second place Murakuma, third place Shadow Paladin, and fourth place Kagero. So we had a healthy distribution of gifts in the top three there. Um, mm-hmm. So how. And then, oh, and then for the clan distribution, you have six Shadow Paladin, four Royal Paladin, four OTT, four Kagura, four Aqua Force, three Pale Moon, two Murakumo, two DIs, two Dimension Police, one Nova Grappler, one Spike Brothers. So, yeah. So, an important thing to note is that note that there were four Royal Paladin, and none of them were in top four. Yes. Mm-hmm. They are one of the most popular clans, and they rarely top. What this says is that Royal Paladin consistently underperforms at events. And this is, has been true over many events, actually. Yeah. Where they've just been not being able to top, even at, like, a uh, big uh, BWC for standard, where, you know, of, like, 400 people, consider, uh, you know, even 200-person events, like, Royals has been popular and still not topping. So uh, when people say, like, like, so Royals is consistently underperforming. And as a player, especially, you know, if you like winning events, this should tell you that you should probably stay away from Royal Paladin. I mean, this... Uh, okay, well, they're they're hearing this episode after the Grade 4s episode, which means that... Uh, Extel oh, right. Pate is a not, not a part of this sample size. So th- this is pre the release of the Mini Boosters. The Mini well, Booster obviously. just came out in right. Japan. So... But the, in this event, Murakumo was only two... Of the 33 players. And mm-hmm. they're second place. Yeah. That's and lost OT. That's overperforming. 
Yeah. And it yeah. beat either a Kagura or a Shadow Paladin, right? Which people would expect to be bad matchups. Yeah. And then so, Shadow, Shadow Paladin was quite popular and, you know, one got into third, which I don't we don't know the rest of the top eight, so it could have been I think that's about average for like it's it's like probably a close to average performance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shadow is very popular. Cargo is very popular. So, mm-hmm. seems but, like Shadows is performing decently right now. Mm-hmm. Like it definitely seems like the best decks right now are mm-hmm. OTT Shadow Paladin, Kagura, Murakumo. Yeah, at least from yeah. front lands in Japan. Mm-hmm. And before we had like Kagura OTT as like the top two decks, and then like everything else was like fairly far behind. Like, but you know, they, they were the clear front runners. But after AL four, you know, Shadow Paladin, you know, had had some very strong cards in the set, uh, like PBD, for example, mm-hmm. um, and is performing. I think. I, I think pa- Shadow Paladin looks good. I don't think it looks like oppressive. I just think it's good. Also, yeah. Also, for the record, we spent two episodes uh, kind of riding on Shadow Paladin, and they're doing <laughs> quite well for themselves, despite the unkind landscape I mean... that I mentioned. But. I figured Shadow Paladin would be at least decent. Their cards are strong. Well, most of them. Yeah. Well, some, their, their, their triple R's are strong, or their high rarity cards are strong. Yeah. <laughs> well, also, also well, spikes are low key better, but only PBD in America. was nuts. PBD was nuts, and they had some other cards. Yeah. <laughs> PBD was Basically. nuts, and they had some other cards. The official Basically. slogan of Shadow Paladin. Whether that's Dragon or Diablo is up to the format. But, to be um, fair, that's how Shadow Paladin always operates, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, dollar for dollar, this makes Murakumo the strongest deck of this tournament because you had half of the uh, decks getting into the top four. Half of the Murakumo players. Mm-hmm. So that's a pretty good showing, especially when you sucked for the entirety of G-Era and before. So well, sucked for okay. most of your so existence. Murakumo was okay at BT09. Back when ride chains were a thing, oh, if yeah. anyone remembers. The Magatsu ride But uh, in, G-Era, in G-Era, they were really killed by uh, the worst possible support anyone could ever give anyone. <laughs> like, Ushiro just refused to give Murakumo even playable cards. So, you know, whatever. Well, na- now they have, like, a very strong thing that, uh, it, you know, does well against the top deck of the format in its win condition. Yeah, I, I, believe, and... I believe the consensus is that the matchup is favorable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's but, not like overwhelmingly good or anything like that. It's just think, pretty good. It's just you know, little, it's favorable little... if they're off Amaterasu. On Amaterasu, they could still maybe do some stuff to come back. Right. So overall, I think it's slightly it's slightly more than fifty. Mm-hmm. Not sure if it's even as high as like, which is a good place to be against the most popular deck in the game. Like you've looked, you look at even uh, English wise English uh, regionals, and you know we have like top eights like six OTT in them. Yeah. Yep. So it's Which a nice smorgasbord of clans. Should uh, tell you how how popular and good OTT is. I guarantee you, seventy five percent of the event is not OTT. This deck is still overperforming, even even people knowing it's the best deck. Well, here let's let's check out uh, the second Cosmo VGCS. So this was a team tournament. There were thirty teams, so a total of ninety players. Uh, in first place, you had. OTT, Dark Regulars, and Kagero. In mm-hmm. second place, you had Dimension Police, Dark Regulars, and Pale Moon. Third, Shadow Paladin, OTT, Kagero. And fourth, Dark Regulars, Grand Blue, Kagero. See a pattern yet? <laughs> I think some vampires got in. And Kagero. Uh, a lot of Protect decks. Yeah. Yep. Clan distribution. 19 Kagero, 16 OTT, 13 Shadow Paladin, 10 Royals, 9 Dimension Police, 5 DIs, 4 Grand Blue, 3 Tachikaze, Shed a Tear for Tachikaze Sucking, 3 Spike Brothers, 3 Pale Moon, 2 Murakumo, 2 Mega Colony, and a Nova Grappler. The Tachikaze situation is really wild. Because, like, the deck is, like, another, like, of these Hyrule decks in the weirdest possible way. Yeah. <laughs> Again, this is I, I I bring it down to right consistency. I feel if you had an easier way to search GigaRex, it'd be less of a problem. But um, I feel like this is that format where uh, you know having some kind of generic way to search grade threes could be beneficial to some clans, but then it would make other clans too good, probably. Yeah, so, this is what I liked about in the, in Giro where you had the stride fodders being able to like ditch a grade three, get the one you want. Um, right. 
are. They, when they, they, this was in great in the era. They made it like necessary to ride the correct grade three. Yeah, and here too, there also seems to be a similar thing, except for like I don't know. Uh, Actually, finding it. Yeah, well, no, I mean, like, some decks have, you know, two good grade threes that if you ride the other one, it's not the end of the world. Like, I'm just saying if your Chronicles grade three has Chrono Jet in the name, I'm going to scream. <laughs> <laughs> I just like the idea of, like, sometime down the road, I see the reveal Chrono Jet Dread Dragon V-Series, and then on the other side of the country, I can hear, ah! <laughs> I like to entertain myself. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, so there's a lot of... Okay, out of the fourteen, out of the twelve players, you have one, two, three, four, five, six. So half of the clans in the top four of all the teams were protect clans, mm-hmm. which is pretty dope. Yeah, yeah. Grand Blue is kind of also a weird, a weird beast because again, the ride consistency issue is very real. Yeah, you pretty much same. only want to ever ride uh, what's his name, Baskert. Baskert, but also you don't have to be rewriting Baskert to do things. That's true. So it's harder on the front end, but like yeah. easier on the back end, I think, to like do what you need to do. Um, yeah, the matchups, like in in my, oh, uh, the, like in my head, I still don't know if it's like that favorable against Excel clans. Mm-hmm. But um, I, see, I think the thing is like it's not that good against Excel clan, but it's not bad enough for Excel to to like dominate. It seems like almost yeah. a mid-range protect deck. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Yep. I understand exactly what you mean. It's like this slow kind of defensive deck, but you're going to like probably lose to other protect decks. Yeah, for the most part. I don't really have a problem with uh, with Mega Colony, but in terms of playing it against OTT, it's just, it's this, it turns into this like race for how many times can I rewrite Bast Hurt because that's the only way I'm going to keep up. Mm-hmm. Well, what it, what it comes down to in those kind of situations is like how well, how, like who has the better late game? Mm-hmm. And as it turns out, the answer <laughs> is OTT single mm-hmm. deer. Um, how many times? How many times have you died to deer though? Uh, with Grand Blue, not that often. Usually when they, right. usually when they go into the deer, I'm well prepared enough because against OTT I know to be conservative and that I I can just get them close enough where having a field of flanger bast hurt skull dragon is enough to turn after turn just wear them down but again you right. have to be rewriting the bast hurts to get this to work um which is it may, it's your only way to get soul really it's the only way to get soul and the only way to get protective so you can survive the deer um, <laughs> yeah so th- th- again that makes it unfavorable matchup because you have to do a specific thing to, you know, get what you well, need to do. Well, they can just kind of do whatever they want. Yeah. Then again, uh, me and my friend Vince entered a uh, fairly large uh, buy card tournament. It was like 35 people, something like that, and he, he ended up getting second place with Brand Blue, losing to Kagero in the last round, and he beat like two to three OTTs. So it's not mm-hmm. it's not a uh, concrete system. Cool. What do you right, think? right. Well, I mean, in card games, like one thing that like people, so people do this thing where they're like, "Oh, that matchup's really easy." Like, how did you lose? And you're like, "Well, Things there's happen. this thing called variance." Yeah. So that no matchup is really like like one hundred percent. Yeah, in card games, there are even very rarely seventy thirty matchups of like top decks. Like, obviously, we're playing just absolute dog shit. Like, yeah, you can have some real bad matchups because you're playing dog shit. But if, like, also, the, like player skill has to be taken into account too. I mean, I, I'm assuming players are at a similar skill level. Mm-hmm. But, like, assuming both players know how to play their fucking deck, <laughs> which, again, is kind of a kind of a big question here. Um, but then no matchup should really be 70-30. Yeah. Like, the most you're probably going to see is, like, 60-40 for, like, that's, like, a really bad matchup. Like, that's, like, a matchup you don't want to be on the other side on. Or in, like... Maybe slightly unfavorable might be like fifty five forty five or like fifty eight forty two. You know, like just barely there. Is this the case, like just in Vanguard, or is this the case in like every TCG? This is the case in every card game because there's you're not like because there's variance. Like if you just can't always win. Yeah, like you can always like you can everyone gets screwed in the same ways, especially in Vanguard, right? 
Like, the other deck can always just pick up wins by virtue of you not writing green three on time. Yeah. Especially and you can't just throw those games out as, like, you know, oh, well, they're going to do it too, so I can throw it out. No, those, like, you should, these are going to be part of your data. Mm-hmm. Like, here's a good example of variance. So I was playing against uh, a, an OTT player. This, this was one of my two losses of that day. So mm-hmm. I got everything correct. I rode the Digirax when I needed to. I got all my equip gauge things where I wanted them. I got, like, you know, Blytops in the, th- in the gauge got it back and then called a new one. And yet, the game went on to such a point where when it came time for him to deer, I then got my face kicked in because I had seven cards left in my deck and three of those were draw PGs. And you kind of need perfect guards to survive the deer in most cases. Um, and, I, and I put that down to variance because, you know, I did everything right. I, you know, pressured him consistently. Uh, and yet it just didn't work out for me because OTT going to OTT. And, you know. Can't win them all. Oh, can't win them all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It got, got gored like, by deer horns. Yeah, man. That happens. Relating back to the, this particular VGCS, what do you think is the secret to Dark Regular's success? Because mostly what I've been paying attention to for DIs has been in premium with the enigmatic assassin loop that was so graciously shown in glorious uh, visual aid by Living Proof on his YouTube channel. That's but... Living Proof. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he has the best Vanguard content on YouTube. Ooh. I mean... Yeah. Um, but I'm pretty sure I mean I'm 100% sure, and I'm not even really a competition. Oh, man. Yeah. That's, his, that's... his stuff is so clean and so, like, well-explained. Like, he's just... Like, he just explains stuff really well, is willing to, like, take the long way to explain stuff instead of, like, she, like you know, like, saying it shorthand and, like, hoping everyone understands what he means. And so it's, like, pretty good for, like, new players and players who have been playing the game for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like, I really enjoy his content. Oh, man. That's, that's like, I remember one time I saw a billboard for Game of Thrones uh, here in L.A., and it said, best TV show ever. <laughs> I was like, well, then you kind of shut yourself off from, like, all future reviews. Mm-hmm. Like, all right, it's a tour de force, sure, but is it the best TV show ever? Even uh, future TV shows? Yeah, exactly. Like, it, it seems like they've reviewed themselves into a corner. <laughs> <laughs> well, people, well, film and TV stuff on YouTube is definitely questionable a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, th- this is the place where people think film criticism is pointing out plot holes when it's really yeah. just not. Hashtag CinemaSense. They're terrible. They're actually trash. CinemaSins ruined me, because for a long time I'd go to the movies and just be looking for shit to point out. I'm like, this is not actively making you enjoy the movie more. This is just... Well, CinemaSins... Okay, I, there's some links you need know, to watch uh, about CinemaSins. They're by one of my favorite YouTubers named Sean. His name's just Sean? It's just Sean. <laughs> some dude named Sean. How lucky is he? He's like S-E-A-N. Oh, fuck oh, no, no, yes. No, no. He, he, he has it spelled properly. S-H-A-W-N. Oh, man, like Sean Green. Sure. Anyway. That was my favorite baseball player growing up. Anyway. Alright, so anyway. (laughs) Cinemason is trash. That's not here nor there. Okay, well, anyway, so Um, back to the thing I was saying. Dark Irregulars in Standard, what do you think is is good for them? Um, Big numbers, um, guard restrict. Yeah, I guess. But is it even better than, like... Anything else any other Protect clans are doing? And by any I other don't clans, think Grand so. OTT? Like, it just feels worse than what you can be doing there, right? Yeah. I mean, like, Darker Regulars is, like, has awful card quality. I think another thing that, like, what what's making it work is because your main grade 3 is also the thing that sets up your finisher. So it would be like if you attacked on Deer's skill to Imperial Daughter, sort of. Because it puts on pressure by the, like, soul charge gets big big power. And then afterward, you do the suck in three rear guards, stick a card from hand in there, and then you ride something. Which, if you have the other no-life king, it, it's now, you can repeat that um, mm-hmm. on future turns, which is a consistent form of pressure, and one that is self-contained. You don't need multiple cards to get this to work. Mm-hmm. Um... And then also, let's say if your only grade threes are No Life King and Demon Eater, both of them are, you know, ways to punch the opponent's lights out when you, if you get them off of the off the first No Life King. 
Mm-hmm. That's my hypothesis. What do you think? Restanding with big numbers and a guard restrict. That's literally the only thing I could think of. I think that's so we talked about the deer. We talked about how we thought the deer was slow. Mm-hmm. No Life King is actually slow in standard. Cause, yeah. Because you have to soul charge up to 13 and it takes forever. Yeah. yeah and all the cards soul charge one. Mm-hmm. Except uh, Werewolf. Yeah. Because soul, soul charge you. You have to, like, ride the correct things, like, up to it, too. Yeah. I don't know. The whole deck is just, like, obnoxiously slow. It seems like a hot mess, but the the things don't lie. We had five Dark Irregulars, and you have four of them in the top four. Yeah, I mean, this was teams, right? Yes. So, that we also, we have some of the records for... The, the you know each deck itself in the top four like the OTT guy in first place was five two and the Cogro guy in first place mm. was seven zero. We don't have any of the numbers for dark regulars, so for all we know, this could be hot garbage. But who knows? Yeah, yeah like we don't know how 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 they were carried, but like I, I just don't think the deck looks that good. Like I don't think the deck is particularly great either. I think it had huge implications for premium. I think the premium deck is insane. Yes. But I don't think the standard deck is even. I don't. I, I just don't. I think there's zero reason to play the deck. Like I would not even. I would not even sleeve it up and take it to a tournament. That's. Uh, yeah, makes sense. That's like I just. I'm doing premium only for that reason with DIs. Yeah, I mean, I think the DI deck is nuts. But like, I just think you can't come up with a reason why to play why to play it over OTT or even play it over Grand Blue, except to say, oh, I like playing DI. Like, yeah. if, Can you blame if, that, if that's if that's you, that's fine, right? Like, but if your if your goal is to like you know win the event, right? I just don't think it's justifiable to play dark dark regulars in, in standard. All right. So why don't we take and even even as a protect clan, like even as like a protect clan, just because like OT just does it better. Yep. Who wore it best? <laughs> Who wore it best? Who wore Turns it out OT did. Yeah. But I mean, I think I think there are like uh, more reasonable decks in standard now. Now that AL four has hit somehow. <laughs> well, again, larger sample size, more options, more people playing different mm-hmm. things. Um, here's another one. So we have uh, Iwa. I hope I pronounce this right. Iwa Mizawa. <laughs> I really I got that wrong, didn't I? Hashtag whiteness. Uh-huh. So uh, it, the VGCS. Uh, so it was a standard tournament, forty one people. So it's a larger sample size than uh, either of the previous two, not counting mm-hmm. teams. But so the top four is Murakumo, OTT, OTT, Shadow Paladin. And the clan distribution, you have 12 Shadow Paladin, 7 OTT, 5 Kagura, 5 Pale Moon, 4 Royal Paladin, 2 Grand Blue, 2 DIs, 2 Murakumo, and Nova Grappler and Spike Brothers. I don't know who the last, like at literally all the tournaments, one Spike Brothers, one Nova Grappler. There's just these two guys who go to all this, all the tournaments. They're like, all right, we have to like. So this really shows how unpopular Murakumo is a clan and has been, and how good mm-hmm. it is. I think a lot of it is that the character is really obnoxious. Yes. Like yes, I think Kyo is one of the worst characters in the entire anime. Mm-hmm. Is that why like, Spike Brothers was so unpopular for so long? I think Spike Brothers was so unpopular because it's kind of a weird clan. Like it's not an aesthetic anyone cares about in. In, in Japan, of, especially card game players, right? Yeah, well, yeah I mean, I, the people who take I, lunch money for playing card games, right? Of course. So I think Murakumo is like incredibly unpopular clan, but here it is: two of forty-one people wins the event, beating out many OTT. Yeah, seven yeah. OTTs, half of them in top four, of course. Mm-hmm. Twelve Shadow Paladin, one in top four, which is about right. So Shadow Paladin playing about as average as its distribution. OTT again overperforming. <laughs> it's just <laughs> two of seven is pre- is pretty. Uh... Low, it's lower than the rest, but it's still pretty good. Right. Compared to zero and we'll throw of the rest of it. Crazily overperforming again. Yeah. Like, there are two Marcumos, one of them just runs a table. Well, he could have run half, right? It's a five-round tournament, top eight, so he probably played eight rounds, won most of them, maybe lost one at most, mm-hmm. and just ran tables. Pretty good. I like it. Yeah. I think that, that like, harkens back to our episode about clan loyalty, where, because of the anime, there I think just the characters playing whatever clan kind of influences your decision on mm-hmm. some level. Um, maybe, you know, more so in some than others. Um, 
but yeah, it, it's definitely like Murakumo has been just uh, kicking butt. Yeah. And well, it's like should we bring up the, the fact that like the Excel decks that have been successful don't really play like traditional Excel decks either? No, they right. do not. And what is what even counts as traditional Excel decks? I guess when we think of freestanding and multi-attacking. Yeah, when we think of an Excel deck, we're probably thinking, like, straight aggro, right? Like, Mm -hmm. call a bunch of stuff, make it attack a whole bunch, like, restand or eat and spit them out of the soul again, etc. But then, like, Murakumo has, like, superior calling to fill up the board, which is, like, half of that, but then... The bigger puzzle piece is it has a really strong control element by cutting off grade threes. So yep. you could argue it plays more like a protect deck because you're using this major control element to... Uh, and what's crazy? Uh, and what's crazy? Oh, sorry. Now, I was, like, almost finished. I was just about to say, like, it uses a big control element to control the pace of the game. Mm-hmm. I think what's crazy, too, is, like, you know how Merkin was, like, one, like, t- you know, topped an event, won an event... And we're still going to see low Murakumo numbers, like mm-hmm. throughout a lot of these tournaments. And like the Murakumo play rate is still incredibly low. Well, for now we are. I think if they keep winning events, it's going to go up, kind of like what we saw in Night Rose in Giro when that was good. Because yeah, so originally it was like I, it's winning, but I don't give a shit. And then people are like, "Oh, this is good. I should probably learn how to play it." Mm-hmm. And I think it's just going to be slow for people to pick it up because they're still like, eh, "It's Murakumo, right?" Like. People don't have, like, a strong attachment to this clan at all. No. Like, the clan is kind of like the aesthetics, like, whatever. Like, mm-hmm. there's, there's no... So. The, the character who plays it is a fucking dweeb. Like... Or just an obnoxious mm-hmm. asshole. But... Yeah, there's just not a lot to like about this mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. But, with that being said, like, the deck is fine. Like, play it, do it. I think Murakuma also it, it like captures the uh, the almost attained potential of Tachikaze, which it had a resource engine, which means that you could power your Excel circles fairly easily. Yeah, but it didn't have something as like wacky as oh, you can't ride and you can't stand either. Mm-hmm. Like the finishing thing, quote unquote, was the damage pain, I guess. But you don't really use that for what it is. It's mostly just you kill a thing with a lot of gauges on it with death wreck, so you're hitting for like 62k which is not a bad way to finish but it's not mm-hmm. it's not this like you know benny hill yeah wacky oh you give me well, three damage i'm gonna i'm gonna punch your face in cool go ahead i was just gonna say like tachikaze plays kind of like a force deck which means it's not really good enough to overcome protect because you know I mean, it, it does well for what it does, and mm-hmm. uh, I'm going to rep it as long as I rep it. But, uh, it, you know, judging by these numbers, it's either not showing up at all or underperforming. And by that we mean yeah. not performing at all. Um, Alright, wait, that was that. There was another one. Oh, no, that was another team one. I wanted to look at one more before we shut this off. So... All right, D-Cup tournament standard 48 teams. So first you have Grand Blue, OTT, and Shadows. Uh, Kagura, OTT, Shadows. Royal <laughs> Paladin, Spikes, OTT, and Shadows, OTT, and Spikes. Seems to be a pattern. Uh, yeah, so clan distribution, 34 Shadows, 34 OTT, 24 Kagura, 10 Murakumo, 9 Royal Paladin, 9 Spikes, 7 Pale Moon, 5 Dark Regulars, 4 Grand Blue, 3 Dimension Police, 2 Nova Grappler, 1 Med- uh, one Tachikaze, 1 Magic Colony, 1 Aqua Force. <sighs> My lungs. Uh, Man, Murakumo not, not showing up this time, though. Yeah, but I get th- that's like what, 3 out of 4. It's pretty good. Yep. And also, this is a case of teams where, you know, it's. Uh, that can, like, there's the thing of variance where, like, let's say his mm-hmm. teammates sucked. Or, who knows. Um, but there is an OTT on every single team in the top four. Yep. It's like, Weird. Yeah. I think if you have a team event and you don't have OTT on the team, like, um, did you even show up to win? This this seemed to be a thing where, like, for a while people are like, if you're not running a team with Kagero and OTT, then you're not going to win. And this seems... that, that could still be true, but maybe you can replace that with Shadow Paladin now. Yeah, because three of the teams have Shadows. 
Um, mm-hmm. I, don't, I, I think the real game, like, so I think Murakuma is also kind of dangerous to put on a team, too. Because, like, you're really just aiming to put Murakuma in that OTT slot, right? In all but one Clear. of the uh, top three, the OTT slot was slot two. All right. So apparently you need to start jamming Murakumo in slot two. Yeah. Well, so, like, when we've done team tournaments in the past, what have we done? We've, like, tried to get inside the minds of other people. Like, where do people put certain clans? And the general consensus is you put your meta pick in slot one, you put your weird pick in slot three, and slot two you can do whatever you want with. And this doesn't... Slot three matches are the best if everyone does that, because then you get, like, weird shit like... I, I, don't, I don't even know. You just get wacky, wacky shit. Well, like, that's when you get, like, David playing his, like, random, his, like, DI deck. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like... The last team tournament I went to, the the, uh, the B, yeah, BCS, my my tongue. Anyway, so uh, I was I was the third slot because I was running Pale Moon. This is the end of G-Era with uh, Dust, right? So I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I'm the weird egg in the basket because this is when Dark Regulars got their Balam wackadoo stuff, and the other seat was uh, Gear Chronicle. I'm like, okay, you guys go be meta, I'm gonna be stupid. And <laughs> one of the rounds, I played against Bermuda Triangle, and got my like, I just got flattened, because he goes, yeah, they always put the weird ones in slot 3, so they put me here so that I can kill the less meta decks. I'm like... Right. Unexpected. I like it. Good job, sir. <laughs> like, um, I think we'll... What? There is an, another event that I think is relevant. Yeah. Uh, and so I think a common complaint people can have is that these are tournaments are fairly early in AL4's release. Yeah. So one argument can be made that Murakumo is like, people just don't know how to play against it, mm-hmm. for example. But there was a WGP in Singapore, even as recent as last weekend, with over 300 people. Okay. Where first and second were both Murakumo. Really? Yes. Well, dang. So I think the deck has legs. Yeah, Murakuma, Murakuma, Shadow Paladin, OTC. Three Which means one of them you can beat a Shadow Paladin. So yeah. I would love to see what that what that breakdown is, but I'm sure it was too big of a sample size for them to like write it down. Three hundred person event is pretty pretty large stuff. Yeah. The only downside I actually have with this is that it's actually a um a Bushi official event, right? Yeah. So best of ones, etc. Which yeah. makes me like it less somehow. I don't know, but. Man, uh, I think it's. I think I still think it's like a pretty important result. I do also think that like you should take what we say with a grain of salt because right next to the uh, WGP Singapore was a BCS London from last weekend, English standard, two hundred and forty-five people. Well, um, that doesn't have Murakumo in it, though. Yeah, but the, what are we trying to build a narrative here or something? Well, we're talking about. Well, I was talking about Murakumo. Okay, because we're talking about, we're talking about AL four, and yeah. English tournaments don't have AL four in them. Was All the right. point. But yeah, yeah, OTT is crushing English. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely yeah. crushing English. Chicago had six in top eight. London had three in top four. Yeah. Like, it is b- gross. English Standard in Singapore had two OTT and like both top, both the top two, two, the top two was both OTT. OTT won Houston, had another in top four. Like, OTT is crushing English. Yeah. For well, ho- sure. Hopefully this changes with uh, AL4 coming out in English and next month. Man, September's going by really fast. Right? Um, I need to order more Kumo cards, apparently. Although I'm guess, although when they hear this, it will be October, so happy October, everybody. Um, so, yeah, but, like, so can this be attributed not only to more clans being available, so thus a larger sample size of people playing things, or is it just Murakumo's that good? And maybe- I mean, I, th- I think... I think the deck has legs. Is my point. Like, I think, mm-hmm. like, if you want to play something, like, if, if, like, if you think, like, so let, let's say that we Morkomo does have a positive matchup again, a, a favorable matchup against OTT, which seems to be what people agree on. It seems like to be a seems, check, not, not a counter, this, but a check. Yeah, it seems to be favorable, which is kind of what we're looking for, right? Let's say even as high as like fifty-five, forty-five. That's maybe maybe an overestimate, right? But maybe that's your matchup, right? Mm-hmm. If you expect to play OTT like almost every round in an event, or like in early rounds, maybe just leverage skill, mm-hmm. I think Murkum was a good choice. So does that make it meta or anti-meta? Well, I mean, it's meta. Yeah. Like, what, what do you mean by, like, anti-meta is probably not a good discussion at the current moment. 
Yeah. <laughs> but like it, it's like it, I think I think the deck is a viable choice in an event. So I think like we now have like up up to four viable choices of decks at an event. So no tears. Which is pretty good. Yeah, well, I think yeah, I mean it's it's difficult for me to save OTT. I think OTT is still very good. Mm-hmm. Like but I think that now there's like a reasonable thing uh you know, reasonable thing to play that kind of is against it. Like play against OTT. Instead of just having an obnoxious force versus protect matchups where you just kinda of now have to navigate that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or or the mirror matches, which if you check out our Twitter at Nexus at night, there's a meme I posted where it was like what the three ma- what the three mirror matches are like. Yeah, that got a lot of likes. My phone was blown up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine too. I was like, huh. Thanks, Atlas. You're welcome. Uh, I love getting infinite notifications. I mean, about... you, you can always like turn off notifications. It's not. I just assume somebody else would do it, so I didn't do it. Oh. Okay. I, don't know. <laughs> I, I, I quite enjoyed the meme, so it's. Uh... Yeah, no, no, no. I, I like to protect one the most. <laughs> the <two> metapod just <laughs> metapod is hardened. Did that fight ever end? I don't think it. I, I think one of the, like Mister Brock. Comes oh no! Uh, Team Rocket showed up, right? Right. Of course. Right. Of course they. Did. And then a Metapod got thrown at somebody, <laughs> and then it hatched. Yeah, into Butterfree. Because like someone's yeah. holding Metapod when it when it evolves, and it's like, oh yeah, shit, it's Butterfree. And then like three episodes later, he, or not three, like a few episodes later, he has to release Butterfree. Yeah. Good times. Well, first he almost trades it for uh, Raticate, and then he trades back. And then they go to the bottom yeah, of the fucking no. ocean. By the way, that was cool. Oh right, yeah, I remember that now. They were they were in the uh, and then the team rocket bought the golden magic carp. Yeah, and then and then uh, what's it called? It evolves into Dirithos. Oh man, spoilers for a twenty year old uh, anime episode. Sorry guys. Yeah, <laughs> man, we're gonna ruin their cartoons. Yeah, I man, I forgot about that. That was pretty good. I hate when people get mad at spoilers when it's over you know five years old i'm like dude come on someone got mad at me for spoiling back to the future too what that movie sucks anyway they, i they know i was like the, the thing was something about i think it was like the end of the movie i just start spoiling really old movies for people just randomly in conversation <laughs> it was a sled <laughs> you know what? It's that's not even a spoiler for the movie. That's the worst part. Like it's not even a spoiler yeah. for the movie. It was a sled from when he was a kid. It, it, yeah. it, t- it tells you like this thing, <laughs> but like it doesn't. Like the movie is so much more than that. It doesn't actually matter. So yeah. it's fine. There, I just <laughs> saved you two long boobless hours. Can I go home? <laughs> Except you didn't. I mean, that was just. Oh man, family! Uh, fucking ten-year-old Family Guy references. Sweet. Uh, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, uh, rock paper scissors mechanic. I do think that Bushiroad is kind of it. Start the ship is starting to write itself in standard. Yeah, and it looks like Gold Paladin is going to have some calling as well. So yeah. hopefully it'll be nice. Although Neonectar looks hype as fuck. Yeah. The uh, the plant token th- and they're so fucking cute. <laughs> oh my god! No, right? I want to play with plant tokens to be honest. I might play Neo Nectar just because the plant tokens are really cute. I mean, we'll, we'll... also I'm all for having more mechanics that break card fight area. Yeah, please. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's too bad Vanguard Zero is going to not play the actual game. Right. I wonder why that is. I. <laughs> uh, yeah, At least speed dueling in Duel Links is like half of. OG Yu-Gi-Oh! This isn't even, like, half of Vanguard. This is just... Well, to be fair, Duel Links is three-fifths of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mm-hmm. I'm not touching it. Um, yeah. Wait, you have three of, you have three of five re- columns. No, I get it's just nothing. Nothing. I... Okay. So, yeah, ship is starting to write itself. Uh, I cannot wait until we do the... Uh, the ultra rare set review because I think we might bring Gabe and Richard on, and that's going to be interesting. Oh, no, I know this is going to be something else. Yeah, and I, I I can't wait. But maybe maybe it'll happen. Maybe it won't. All you got to do is keep Who's listening. The other set in there? What? Angel feather. Right. Maybe we can finally get our friend James here. Oh, impossible. Actually, impossible. 
James is our friend from college who we have asked to be on the podcast at least 20 times, and he refuses. He's always like, I don't know enough. No, literally every time. Yeah, he's like, I don't know enough. I'm like, what are you talking? I barely know anything. (laughs) Matt and I barely play this game anymore. Don't tell them that. We're trying to craft a narrative or something. I don't know. Well, Um, well, I'm going to buy Miracle Cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna buy into Pale Moon because I already bought Atlas's well, stuff. I'll buy into Nerf Kumo, it'll be great. I'm, I, I, bought, I bought into I'd be okay stuff. with it. I like ninjas. Why not? Seems like a cheap, effect, uh, effective deck for what it is. Alright, uh, that was pretty much it on the whole rock, paper, scissors thing. Uh, you can find us on Twitter at Nexus at Night, as I mentioned earlier. You can find me at Atlas Novak. Find me at Wiggins, 2Gs, two 2Zs. Two find me at Plasma Eclipse. Check out our Instagram for more stupid memes about fucking mirror matches and other Like how I got... Well, sure. I mean, I, I, I got my last SVR Basker, so that's the type of stuff you see on Instagram. You're, all, you're, you're, full, you're fully there? You have all your ORs, too? No, I'm not doing that. I'm doing OR uh, Death Wretches for Premium Touch okay. but I'm not doing Ruin Shade. I'm going to get OR Fushimis, because both the cards look terrible, so I might as well get the OR. <laughs> Sounds awesome. All right, until next time, I was Atlas. I'm still Matt. And I'm Root Beer. And have a good night, everybody.